0: This episode is brought to you by Southern Elegance Candle Company, where modern values meet Southern charm. Right now, check out their spring and summer collection with candle scents such as Celebration, Coastal Waters, and Farmer's Market. And our two personal favorites, Southern Sunshine, which fills the room with an amazing aroma of citrus and sugar, and Southern Nights, which is a blend of sandalwood and gooseberries. Be sure to visit secandlecode.com and use our promo code CRUX that's C-R-U-X For 15% off all regularly priced items That's se Where they lovingly craft each scent and city combination To elicit a fond memory To whisk you to a place of pure joy What's important to you? What's important to me? Making sure my family is well taken care of My home secure And not overpaying for necessities Like home insurance and car insurance My South Carolina Farm Bureau agent Grant Williams Not only ensured I had the correct coverage, but he combed through my policy and removed anything I didn't need, which turned into savings for me. He's professional, very knowledgeable, and a pleasure to work with. Grant not only took care of my home and car insurance needs, but more importantly, educated me about life insurance and set me up with a policy that's affordable. Most people put life insurance off until it's too late or too expensive. Grant helped me make the adult decision. Call him today at 803-803. 995-8484
1: If my dad can't save you money On your car insurance, he doesn't even want Your
0: business On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk We talk a little NBA Zion Williamson doing what? We talk some NFL Including the new overtime rules Your emails, Final Four And maybe a new segment or two Let's go! Another all new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts (laughs) Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that
1: thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, email us at cliff at Talk.net. Or jump on over to the Carolina Sports Talk Facebook page. Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. It's a pleasure to be back with you guys yet again, yet again. We got a jam packed show this week. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and welcome in my guy and yours, DJ High Star, in the building. What's good, bro? Here.
1: What's good? What's good? What up, Carolina Sports Talk Nation?
0: brother man and the veterans out there how you been dog how you how was your weekend man it's
1: pretty good it's pretty good
0: okay a lot of
1: fellowship a lot of fellowship
0: yeah yeah we had the opportunity to be out there shout out i actually did have a fan come and holler at me uh at the uh presentation yesterday uh it made it easy because i had the carolina sports talk shirt on so um yeah somebody came and hollered said they listened to the show so i appreciate it shout out to all the people listening out there to you guys so um Dog, without further ado, man, let's jump straight into this NBA, man. We got a jam-packed show. what you say?
1: Yeah, that's cool. All right, guys. So these scores is from Monday, March 28th. Um, we're going to start off uh, in Charlotte where Denver, the Nuggets, beat the Hornets 113-109. Uh, then we got the Cleveland Cavaliers over the Magic 107-101. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Indiana Pacers 132-123. to 123. The Heat of Miami uh, ends up beating the Sacramento Kings 123 to 100. My Knicks pull it off uh, against the Bulls 109 to 104. The Raptors beat the Celtics 115 to 112 in an overtime game. Uh, The Spurs over the Rockets in a close one 123 to 120. The Thunder beat one um, excuse me beat the Trailblazers in overtime 134 to 131, but. May have lost in the long run because they lost Gilchrist Alexander for this for the rest of the season and then finally Memphis Grizzlies uh beat the Golden State Warriors my Warriors 123 to 95 so with those um and I know again I know that we've kind of gotten into the mode of giving real-time sports uh, scores right now the Mavericks are over the Lakers 127 to 105 and the Nets are narrowly beating the Pistons 110 to 108. Uh, currently so with all of those scores in I actually wanted to start with the Memphis Grizzlies um today they actually have the second they're they're ranked number two in the west and I believe they have the second best record in the league right now what are your thoughts on the on the Grizzlies um you actually had some some thoughts earlier in the season that weren't so optimistic of them you I believe were saying to give them a little bit of time what bro what are you talking about man
0: Dog, I don't remember that. I remember saying that it's I liked the squad. Dog, I remember saying I liked the squad. Yeah, they weren't
1: poised to go deep in the playoffs
0: at that point of the season. I didn't at that, see that.
1: point exactly. So, it's, it's, but go ahead, go ahead, bro. Things point. change, dog. <laughs> it's like it's like but saying any other t-
0: no, no, no. Check it. Here's what I'm saying. It's like saying, hey, man, this fourth grader, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't see him playing professional football. He, he's like three feet tall. Um, and he can barely run fast, and then he grows, and he's like Christian McCaffrey or something like, bro, they've developed through the Uh, season. Like, for you to pull pull something at the beginning of the year and say, Oh, you at that
1: point, they did not look like this. It was probably the first quarter of the season, but my it was, it was, if if I bring it up, it was me giving John Moran his props and saying kind of what he was looking like this season, and you. Did say, and this is the thing we got to give you credit when you're sports dramas. And I got to call out these things you said, give it time, it might take till next season. I'm not, I'm not indicting you, bruh. I'm just <laughs> pointing out what you said. You know, is it a surprise for you where they're at right now? Um, as a team, shout out to Bain as well. Now, starting I will to become say, that. one of my young players,
0: yeah, pardon, cut off. Yeah, no, I will say that they have definitely surprised me. Uh, with the type of team that they are because they didn't like you said they didn't start this start the season off looking like this golden state didn't look like coming now even though we talked about them into last year saying that them coming back and if they were healthy they would look like it um, through what they've played most of the year up to this point they didn't they've surpassed the goals that people had expectations for with them as well so um, it's been a long season Um, and and so yes shout out to the Grizz uh, because they are out here you know what I'm saying doing their thing but uh, just
1: just just for your, just for your feelings and your emotions big cliff i'm not i'm not jumping on you bruh i'm just saying you gotta own that sports for thing all the way through okay that's all i'm saying bruh it's all good you ain't gotta you ain't gotta jump bad on me man it's all good don't reach for the sound effects now listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen i got him in here <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man i got a new board nah, what you want me to do bro <laughs> but
1: big no shout out to the grizzlies and and a lot of a lot of it that i, I wanted to bring up a lot of times you'll see Ja in street clothes and they're mm-hmm. they're still performing and doing their thing on the court so um shout out to their coach as well man they're does that hurt
0: or help Ja's mvp cases
1: to me personally it, it hurts his case for mvp perhaps but also what he's built up to this point has put him in that conversation and and let's be honest with the the season like this between Jokic and what Embiid's doing it's very very tough you'd be very hard-pressed to run away with that award so being in that conversation is great but the things that Jokic is doing and and Embiid it's, it's going to be even tough to kind of to come away with that yeah to come away with that award next on the docket though Have one Paul George expected to return Thursday, expected to return where you might ask. Oh, he plays for the Los Angeles Clippers. (laughs) It's almost like, you know, respect and shout out to Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George. But that story might have been, what, three years ago or like, you know what I'm saying? It might might have been before the bubble, right before the bubble. It was like it's like what what happened to the Clippers?
0: Kawhi Leonard not playing last year completely derailed them. Uh, I think although Paul George is a very capable Scotty type player, he's not the one that's going to take a team all the way there. And so with having your main star out for a while and then him being out, it, they, they just aren't who they used to be, man. I'm really too much. I'm not sad about it. I'm not upset about it. Because if there's going to be at least one team stinking in L.A., it needs to be at least two. All
1: right. All right. Hey, hey, but hey, my just out because I, I was trying to get through the whole NBA part without bringing them up. So I'm going to get myself for asking you this, (laughs) but would y'all like, would y'all have liked to see him on the Lakers versus seeing him across? Well, not even across town, but playing with the Clippers.
0: Yes. Because had he signed, then the direction of the team would have been a lot different from where we are now. Uh, I still think we would have won a championship probably too. And realistically, we wouldn't have had to go through the, this, the sitcom that we've gone through this year, this, um, melancholy performance um and since we're talking about the lakers that you didn't want to bring up in the first place we lost i just got the final alert of the game as we are recording which now drops us to the 11th seed and
1: yeah i mean the the direction that the score was going in it wasn't looking good for you
0: it wasn't <laughs> and, and and at this point i don't even know why they're continuing to play i know with what a four or five games how many ever left in the season you, say, you don't say, oh, shut it down, bro. We're for, we're for what? We don't des- Similar to the Panthers, we don't deserve to be in the postseason at this point. Um, and it's funny to me how many people, how many fans, how many pundits are still, if you've got LeBron James, you've got a chance. Yo, we got a chance to get that man hurt and be trashed for next season. Let him sit down. And I know that's probably could have been a hot take, but let him sit down, deactivate. He ain't got but so many more mileage on them legs, on them knees, and everything else. Um, and let's call it a wrap, man, because we're not re- we're we're not going to win a chip this year. There's not um, some magic piece that we're waiting on to come and get healthy. And, and, and I'm saying this specifically knowing that we have a big major piece that we're waiting on to get healthy. There's not some magic piece that's going to come and fill in and we be able to be uh, contenders with the way that the West is looking. You mentioned it. Uh, if we take a look at just the top four, the Suns, the Grizzly, the Warriors and the Mavericks, we can't beat them. Let's go down to the next three, Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves. We can't beat none of them. Then we have the Clippers at the eighth spot, the Pelicans who we just consistently have lost to since C.J. McCollum became a part of that squad, um, and now the Spurs ahead of us too. We might could beat the Spurs, but the way that this uh, whole postseason thing is set up, we would have if we were at the 10 spot, or because yeah, there's no way mathematically, I think, for us to get to the nine. So no, we couldn't even play them in the play-in, so no, mm-mm.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you improvise a segment on a sports show. (laughs) Now, moving right along and trying to get past the lake show. You know what? What What is the lake show? Just for you. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, bro. So uh, up next, though, Kyrie Irving's quote unquote homecoming with uh, the weather getting nicer and more importantly, baseball season on the horizon mayor mayor eric adams has lifted the uh vaccination ban on all sports athletes and entertainers in the city allowing which would allow kyrie irving to play in the barclays whenever the nets are at home uh your thoughts on this
0: uh it's about time it's something that I think the tea leaves were on the wall. One with just the temperature of um, the country, period. Let alone the sports world and and sporting events. Um, I looked at the um, the crowd at our, at our presentation, the Fine presentation that I went to this um, this yesterday, as a matter of fact, Monday, and to see the faces in the crowd, maybe seventy percent had a mask on, and that said something where it was over a thousand people there so that that's saying a lot you look at these sporting hey, disclaimer,
1: events. disclaimer i was gonna say disclaimer our campus is a fully vaccinated campus it is
0: yes absolutely but then you look at the sporting events where they don't have vaccination mandates and you see an even lower percentage this masked. it gives you a better perspective of the climate that i think the country is in right now folks have been ready to get through this pandemic and I know for one, every one of us is sick of talking about, hearing about, and, and living through um, this worldwide pandemic and the coronavirus. But at the end of the day, because of that, there are a lot who are just kind of moving through and doing what they what they want to do. And all of that being said, we're at a point where there are more people who are comfortable and where we're finally fighting through this thing. So it only makes sense for that mandate to be lifted. Now, I, I'm, I'm all for if the numbers begin to change. For it to be reinstated, but for with where we are now, and like I said, the climate and the temperature, I don't have a problem with it. What about you? What do you feel on it?
1: I think that Kyrie has a uh, certain someone to thank. <laughs> and no, it's not Eric Adams. His it's TV. the New York Yankees. Oh,
0: The boys of the summer? So
1: absolutely. I know that we've called their sport a uh, national past their time, but let's call it what it is. The Yankees and the Mets have a little bit of leverage and have a little bit of clout in New York more so than the Nets do. And if we want to get specific with who she who he should thank, let's go ahead and put it out there. But Aaron Judge. So Mm, um, there's no way that Eric Adams was going to ride through the spring having this mandate on possibly preventing um a player like Aaron Judge from staying off the field and keeping butts out of the seats uh Yankee Stadium and they know that they still got city Field to pay for as well and different things so so they've got bills and Kyrie and them were the uh ancillary or the uh consolation prize if you will
0: that's a side door hot take bro
1: (laughs) it is it (laughs) indeed is but I had to group it in with NBA um but yeah, um, you know that—that's pretty much my thoughts on it. It's a great—it's a great mm. situation, but also you know the big dollar name in town is still the Yankees and the pinstripes. So you know, and,
0: and baseball wasn't the same without fans. Um, I can remember as, as far—I say as far back at this point, but I can remember in 2020 um, when they w- when they were playing baseball and it was just like and 21 even no 21 season they had fans, but yeah in 2020 when they had no one in any of the stadiums. It just was a completely, completely different game. And so I, I think there's a lot of credence to what you're saying. And maybe the, the Nets ought to shoot out the uh, <laughs> shoot a fruit basket over to the Yanks. Uh, and or something. And, exactly. Something. Get them right. So shout out to the Yankees for letting the Knicks uh, possibly contend for a championship, man.
1: Right. Now, moving right along, um, your boy and his people uh, down there in um, – in New Orleans, Ben Yay, Mr. Crawfish Williamson, not himself.
0: <laughs> hey, not shout out to Zion. Carolina uh, K, Carolina K.
1: Right. So, Zion Williamson or his people, one of the two, released a video of him uh, doing a between the legs dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was in whatever it was in, like as far as street clothes or gym clothes, regular gym clothes, it wasn't no yo- branded, you know. Yep. pelicans gear or nothing like that and then he was cleared for strangely enough one-on-one activity so like in a, bizarre in, as well
0: in the rehab of this this infamous infamous foot that has kept him out this entire season uh he did pick up a, a one-on-one game that was team sanctioned and approved by the doctors um as the first step into his um rehab and then afterwards they were like well how you feeling you got a the bounce and, of course, the cameras came out and then in true marketing fan fashion, essentially made a commercial, uh, like you said. to get to the Knicks. It's to show folks, hey, listen, I'm healing, but I'm healthy. I'm still me. And this is going to blow social media up and it's going to blow up the internet and folks are going to see it. And your yeah, Knicks are going to be like, hey, yo, what, what y'all want for this dude, man? And they're going to have even more picks than they had when they got us for AD and all those players we had. I mean. I mean.
1: Yeah, he's looking to to get back with RJ and Cam Reddish and and do their Duke thing at New York. That's my second hot take in the NBA section.
0: um, (laughs) You ready for another one that I just, I'm literally, literally no no sources. Y'all, this is me talking now because, you know, why not? Coach K, who is getting ready to, and we'll talk about it in a little bit in another segment, getting ready to go home with this L. Could the Knicks be the pond that he dips his toe into in the NBA to get his professional feet wet with his old squad recollected and gathered in New York.
1: Hot take, hot take. Very hot take. Very hot take.
0: Listen, I could see it, especially, like I said, the way that coach is getting ready to go out. He knows he couldn't go back to college at this point, but um, give a Steve Spurrier-type vibe and come to the pros for two, three years. Hopefully, he would be way more successful than Steve Spurrier was, but, I mean, I could see it. He's already got professional experience coaching those players with usa basketball which would further make more sense of why he gave up those responsibilities as well because if if you know you're getting ready to retire from your regular job why not hold something where it would still give you the access to the game like that instead he gave up the ba- usa basketball then two years later retired from his regular job now he's got all this free time enough to devote to maybe an 82 game schedule something to put a pin in and keep an eye on for later
1: or maybe his family. Right, right. <laughs>
0: Ask Tom Brady how it works retiring for family. Exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> Says Tom Brady. So shout out to Zeppeli, Zion, Williamson, or Yo. <laughs>
0: you <But>, got to relax <laughs> on the Carolina kid. Although I will say this. <laughs> the dunk itself was not all that impressive. Aside from the athleticism of his, you know, body size, getting up to go between the legs. For, but from where he jumped, I don't know if he jumped just too far but he
1: barely got the ball in the rim. It's because he went from McDonald's All-Americans just to, to McDonald's. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You know what, matter of fact, so, I'll even give you the...
1: Studio audience. And see, that's going to wrap up the NBA for this week. I hope it entertained you guys as much as it entertained me.
0: Listen, I'm out here cackling, bro. Pause. All right, moving forward, we'll talk a little NFL so I don't know if you heard, bro, but uh, the Miami Dolphins have made some moves this year that uh, or this this past week that really kind of shook up the NFL landscape. The Chiefs traded uh, the Dolphins traded for the former Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver uh, in exchange for a 2022 first round pick. The number 29 overall, another 2022 second round pick number 50 overall, another fourth round pick in this draft. And a 2023 fourth round and a 2023 sixth round pick.
1: Queue up, queue up the Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Which, but one? W- what did they and what did they give up all of that for? What, bro? What are you talking about, man?
0: For Tyreek Hill.
1: Do you have a oh, you don't have one of those in there, huh? Uh, oh, <laughs> like one of the studio audience. Oh, on oh, a
0: gasp track, you know, we, listen, we're gonna work on the gasp track,
1: okay? And then, meaning put you on the spot, but yeah. <laughs> That's why I say queue up the Russell Westbrook. I knew he had that. Did but I not yeah. say
0: uh, Tyreek Hill or what? Are you just talking about how much they gave up for him?
1: Yeah, how much they gave
0: up. Here's the thing. Whomever is uh, <laughs> pulling the strings over there in uh, Kansas City, they know what they're doing, and I want them to negotiate uh, any contracts that I make and have moving forward uh, and or Tyreek Hill's uh, folks as well. But when you consider that he is by far one of the best i won't say by far because there are some who can you know but he is one of the top three wide receivers in the league but he's even getting paid um i was
1: just about to say queue up to 50.
0: (laughs) not only did they pay uh, excuse me a high price in draft picks but they signed Tyreek Hill to a one hundred and twenty million dollar contract for four years, with seventy two point two million dollars guaranteed. Bro, <sighs> do you think they 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 they, they paid too much? The Miami not Dolphins
1: as long, not as long as the Raiders are in Las Vegas. No, they didn't. <laughs> Um, it's just a, it's just a, all football or or put it like this, sports entertainment fans and fans of the business of football mm-hmm. understand that there was no way that KC could keep Tyreek after the move Devontae Adams made to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Why? So w- once he got once he got his number, Tyreek was looking. At Kansas City, like, what y'all about to do? Let me get this dollars. what they knew, what they knew they couldn't do was meet that number. So, you know what? Let's get as much as we can up up out of Miami, which they did. And they they proceeded to watch. I mean, as far as them them draft picks and stuff like that, like, again, you know, it was able to negotiate a a, a lot of picks. And
0: so here's here's the reason I asked that. They're not paying him. Here's the reason I asked, did they? In my opinion, I would have at least given back two of those picks and said, give me Jalen Waddle.
1: Oh, Waddle, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I I could see that as well. Um, and, and the Chiefs may be just arrogant enough to think that, you know, we're so loaded that we can get, we can build skilled players, find maybe another offensive lineman or two or whatever, put something in our defense, but... They think you know that they're not gonna that they'll be alright. That they'll be great. Now the real question is, who's gonna guard uh, Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill, and what secondary wants to see that that duo on you know on opposed, on on the opposite sides of the quarterback or whatnot running up the field. The
0: only reason that I don't have a problem at, at, if I'm a defense is because I have no fear of Tua Tungavai. I, Absolutely. I put on social media on my personal page um, a meme that said the Miami Dolphins quarterback and wide receivers room, and it's got a picture of a fifty, maybe seventy millimeter cartridge, like a like, but he shot out of a some kind of cannon, right? Um, and then it's trying to load credit that. Where credits do? Did you give you? Show, you sent that to me.
1: Indeed, it was part of a multi. Yeah, it
0: was. You definitely did. Shout, shout out to my dog, um, but. Trying to put that insane arsenal into a twenty-two caliber pistol.
1: Or it said uh it had a I think it had like a Porsche parked in the like carport of like a twenty thousand dollar house or whatever, broken down shack looking house. Little trailer Lam- type joint Lam- yeah. Lamborghini, Lamborghini or something like that.
0: Bro, <laughs> yeah, it just don't so- work. But so to me, the money that they that the Miami Dolphins have invested in their offensive line the money that they have invested in their defense, getting rid of the coach who was good, but they felt wasn't good enough. Um, And even with now the acquisitions that they've made offensively, you've got Kaseki down there. Who's an awesome tight end. Uh, You've got running backs. You've got every, you've got everything you need. This has all been similar to what we talked about with um, coach rule here in Carolina. They've now provided just enough rope for you to lasso in this trophy Or to hang yourself and get you up out of town I honestly believe that they do not feel like he is the one that is going to lead them to that place But um, I heard a hot take on um, the radio that uh, And I I know hot take is the word of the week But I heard a perspective this week on the radio that um, Didn't seem that far-fetched to me that I could honestly see happening Um, That they were tooling for the trade and or acquisition of Tom Brady now, I think Tom is fully yeah, focused that. in Tampa this this year. I started to say this week. He, he's there for this week. Now, I think he is focused now. Coming out of retirement now does several things. It allows him the opportunity to finish out this contract with Tampa Bay, and at the conclusion of this season, he is a free agent. So he doesn't need to be traded. He doesn't need to be um, to work himself out. He comes, fulfills his obligation, gives it one more chance with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then the conclusion of the season, he can go wherever he wants for one last hurrah. And what better way to stick it to Bill Belichick than to drag his team two times a year in the division? I think Tom, I think Tom Brady is going to be a Miami Dolphin.
1: Well, you think you know where I think he's going, or where he needs to go where's that after this year to a retirement home Look, you get, <laughs> go ahead to a resort down there in florida yeah i'm on a roll folks clearly all night clearly um clearly but yeah i don't understand he'll be brett farve in it by then um now granted we know that he drinks his green juice and mm-hmm. eats at all vegan spots and that are um highlighted on netflix or whatever like that but at the same time tom brady and gets, you know, whatever Botox done and stuff like that. But, dog, it's going to come a time. You know, these linemen ain't getting no slower, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look, good. Yeah, hey, but that's Tom
0: year. Brady, though, bit Like, for real. like.
1: I feel you. I feel and, you.
0: And as much as I don't like this man, similar to LeBron, you got to give him the respect of the specimen of an individual that he is. To say that they've played right. for as long as they have at the level that they have. And honestly, even though LeBron's body is just at this point breaking down on him, who do you think puts their body through more stress, LeBron or Tom Brady? LeBron. Easily. And that's why he is where he is. If you consider the style that Tom Brady plays, the protection, that offensive line in Miami may give up 20 sacks next season with Tua Valoa in that position. Can you imagine them with Tom Brady and how smart he is? um it'll be interesting to keep an eye on and check out and see but shout out to tyreek man getting that money um and like you said if they can get a quarterback that can get them ball get that ball to them they're gonna be something serious something nasty to respect down there in miami but that takes us to our next topic a couple of weeks ago during the postseason uh early parts of the postseason in the wild card round uh we discussed here on the program um the overtime rules and and their effect on the game you and i had some discussions about it, high star and we, we were on opposite sides of it you said oh now it's fine i don't care about it you with the old man to you know get off my lawn guy play defense stop the ball and i said no we want more well it appears that the owners of the nfl agree with your boy big cliff and felt like we needed something more uh, and as such The NFL has implemented new overtime rules beginning next season, but only for the postseason. And I'm giving you a wink, like wink, wink. Uh, The rules state that both teams will play, uh, will gain one possession during the overtime. Uh, And then this is in conjunction to, or uh, as opposed to the traditional style where you get one possession to whomever wins the the coin toss. If you score on that possession, you win. Excuse me. If you get a touchdown on that possession, you win. If you get a field goal, then the other team gets an opportunity, um, and then from there it's sudden death. Now the sudden death option is still implemented after both. If no one has won after both teams have gotten their possession, then that is when they will be moving to the sudden death uh, or the new format of sudden death. For that instance, um, first let's begin with that. What are your thoughts on the new overtime rules for the quote unquote? you said it's a good compromise it's a good
1: compromise yeah i like it i'm not i'm not mad at all um it still has uh remnants or you know it still has a dna of the older overtime rules if you get to that point you know and then it also it's a win-win it gives you guys the guys that were championing championing what you were uh you know kind of a proponent of mm-hmm. it gives y'all more football And it still has the element of get a stop. You know, if, again, if, if, if you make two stops now and your team scores or whatnot, or scores a touchdown, if you will, you know, so I think it's a good compromise. It's uh, that's, that's what the, the competition committee or what's that committee called that that's in charge of that stuff.
0: It is the competition committee, but this was a rule change actually suggested by the Philadelphia Eagles and approved by the owners. Oh,
1: yeah so it's a i like you know i like it
0: i do too um i mentioned this i actually got a chance to to call in on air with Barton and han on espn radio today and talk with the fellas uh harry douglas was sitting in for uh bart bart scott but i got on and i said hey not only am i a fan of this and i shouted out carolina sports talk again because why wouldn't i uh, but we also talked about and i told him that this is just the beginning with the XFL having uh, the agreement that they do coming up next in their next season uh, to implement certain experimental rules, I fully anticipate that the XFL will implement this overtime through their regular season, which will allow the NFL the opportunity to see its benefits. It's markedly a better idea and a better product than what they are putting out there now. So I wouldn't be ex- surprised, or and I fully expect within the next three seasons for it to be implemented in the regular season as well this is just them being the nfl and we're being responsible and only testing it out in the most extreme situations when okay cool you tip dipping your toe in it to see how fans gonna like it when they see it in the xfl and we love it they're gonna be like oh we need to bring it to our game and it will absolutely be implemented for the regular season bro so don't be surprised if you see that one coming up in the future too
1: Indeed. Indeed. Uh, you know, we've kind of forecasted this during, around the Super Bowl with uh, mm-hmm. everything with the Rock and the XFL and stuff like that. And and stuff is happening at, right before our eyes. So listen, I agree. I can see it.
0: If folks want to know what's coming, they just need to listen to Carolina Sports Talk. And this is Carolina Sports Talk. Thank you for listening on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. You can check us out at Carolina Sports Talk or hit us up to want to be a part of the show, Carolina sports talk cliff at Carolina One more NFL topic. Um, the Carolina Panthers announced this week that they are open to the return of Cameron Jarrell Newton to the squad. Um, it almost felt like I wanted to ask you if that was a big deal or no thing, but w- do you feel like this is a good move for the Panthers? Like just holding on to hope and dangling the idea and the carrot of Cam Newton before the fans?
1: Let me tell you what Cam Newton was good for last year. Yeah. I'm back. Eggs Blackley. I'm glad that you know. So he he gave us the this the magic moment or the gift <laughs> the gift that and it's a what it is is it's a work friendly gift. So as you know, I've just started a a new gig or whatever like that from home. Um, we use like Microsoft Teams a lot. Appreciate Shout out to my that. dog. Appreciate that. Just adding a streamer. Adding a stream of income um, on my on my road to to millions, but um, we have we use Microsoft Teams, and they 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 because we're working from home, you know. I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't know why, but you know, people announce whenever they're going on break and and all that stuff. they just a lot of integrity. So like this. <laughs> I this already see this goes is on Exactly, goes on <laughs> break or goes on lunch or something. Then I look in the chat because it lit up, and I opened it up, and it's the Cam Newton GIF. I'm back, and this just, <laughs> <laughs> just he's had back to give him lunch. credit. Yeah, I had yeah. Has to give the credit, like yo. I don't yeah. want to even laugh at this, but but
0: you got that off. <laughs> ah.
1: And, and we're in Charlotte, too.
0: Right. So ah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hey, shout out to that hilarious, guy. I had <laughs> yeah. Whoever did that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, that that's the one thing that he provided us with was work friendly fodder with the I'm back talking. Uh, the I'm back smack talk whenever he got into the end zone that one time. And he definitely got you excited that week. Uh, and I but, remember, you know, I
0: remember being like OD happy, and then thinking
1: immediately,
0: this ain't gonna work.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, and again, I, I remember you you having those sentiments like, "Well, everybody relax, everybody calm down," and it is like, "You remember what you told me?" Even I might have accused you of, you know, being Hedgy Murphy and or something like that. But and no, telling me not to,
0: you can't tell him to relax. You can't tell yeah. these people how to. No, I I, yeah. I just saw it coming, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you saw that coming. But Memphis. Nah, no, see. But even that. Nah, dog, you got an attitude that one. about Memphis. What if they were four years old and they grew up to be Christian McCaffrey? It's 82 games. It was six years, years old. Games.
0: Listen, here's the thing, Skip. <laughs> I then, I told you though, bro. I said, even you admitted I was right. Yes, I said at that point they were. Who knows? In time they may be. I didn't realize how long of a time. But I acknowledge that with time uh, they could So yet again <laughs> here I am Still being right
1: That's what it clearly comes down to Audience but <laughs> Yes so so ultimately I don't have no I don't have any kind of Strong opinion about This Cam Newton situation Other than You know Who else is going to be under center dog? Because
0: Sam Darnold let's get it That's all we need
1: You're all. Right. To get by. as long as it's not jimmy g right
0: listen no absolutely not anybody but that dude bro
1: and 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 uh,
0: if i'm gonna be real and keep it a buck there is a part of me that almost wants to walk back those statements but then the real me, real gm is like nope i said it i meant it i'm stand right by it like if they draft if they go and trade for that dude and now we'll talk about that a little bit moment but I- a little bit later but i I don't even think that they want to get rid of Jimmy G. They 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 whew, they they see something in that guy, and so like you
1: said, yeah, we'll talk about it later, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But for me, Cam Newton just needs to retire. You talked about uh, Tom Brady going off into retirement and finding someplace in sunny Florida. Cam just needs to go ahead and uh, go back to Georgia, work on his, get his vineyards together, work on his new hat line. And, uh, and in the cigar bars and keep being, you know, the pillar of the community that he is because as a quarterback, he is no longer that guy. Um, I respect what he has done. I, I know we have sung this song uh, to the band's blue in the face, but um, he, he's just not that guy anymore. And then for me, it was the reports that he uh, told, uh, texted Adam Schefter. Oh, man, there's plenty of teams looking at me. I'm just weighing my options right now, bro. They're p- looking at you as backup. They're looking at you as a, a, a practice squad. And hey, you're that league minimum. Yeah, come on, Cam. We got that for you. We go ahead and get you just eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, real quick. That is where he is in his career, and so for him to even still be trying to play with the Panthers like that, like that's what got Josh Norman out of town. You, you, you have talent. You have a niche. Um, Matt Rule reported that he said um, he, he how much he cared, like, liked Cam. Felt like Cam could be a good fit, but it had to make sense for them. Basically, no, we're not giving you a bunch of money when you are who you are at this point in your in your career. Bro,
1: And when you already stuck us up.
0: Listen, you got us for that bread, that dollars and do them and came and was 0-5 as a starter. Not to mention to go back to the 2019 season when he was still here, when he was last with us, and went 0-9. He has went 0-14 in his last starts as a Carolina Panther. Bro, sit it down, bro. Relax. Go sit down. Go sit down. Hey. Anyway. Uh, that's going to do it for NFL. Uh, next up, we've got mail time.
1: You've got mail. We're
0: gonna, we've got one email today to read. It is from a friend of the show, Mr. B-Easy from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. His email writes, what's up, Big Cliff and DJ High Star? I was just emailing to comment on last week's nothing to do with sports. I'm like High Star with the TV schedule. I got my days set for what I watch. The crazy thing is one series ends for the season and you think you're going to have that extra time. Here comes the season premiere of another show. I also wanted to comment on the Britney Griner situation and why there has, hasn't been much press. I've seen reports and heard from people close to her situation that her family and team didn't want to make too much noise publicly because they didn't want to anger the Russian government and Putin. At any rate, you guys keep up the great work. Be easy. Well, B, we appreciate it. I'm not sending you nothing because you got everything we got uh, as far as swag, but we appreciate your email. You guys, if you want to be a part of the show, email us, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. You can shoot an email, voice message, uh, carry a pigeon, do anything but text us. We appreciate it. Uh, so first off, let's talk about Easy's email, bro. Um, the, the 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 TV schedule, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we You and I talked about it off air, just one of our conversations. So I don't know if you guys know. Y'all probably can tell at this point. This is my dog, uh, DJ Star is my boy We talk regularly, you know what I'm saying He's busy these days with his work and his job and everything But we do talk off air on just some regular stuff We try not to talk about sports Save that for this <laughs> But we talked about the TV thing And I asked you bro, I was like uh, how, uh, can we, <laughs> I, I don't mind sharing with the crowd I hadn't watched the episode At the point that we talked And I was like, bro, how did you find It just came out Sunday He's like, yeah, watched it three times And I was like, When? <laughs> <laughs> dog when do you watch your tv like is it like are you up late at night are you up early you just kind of kicking it on your phone what tell me how y'all do this this tv thing that y'all do
1: it's pretty easy if i don't have nothing soft to lay up under then i'm probably watching tv so that'll help me go to sleep
0: Bing, bong. all right
1: yeah <laughs> cut and dry, cut and dry. If i don't have a if i don't have a black queen to lay next to or um something like again something soft and feminine and smells good, then I'm probably sitting there, laying in my own drool, <laughs> watching the same show a couple times in a row. Now, what I do want to mention again, because I know Be Easy's listening, is the shows that are jumping the shark this season. So, along with Snowfall, because mm-hmm. I saw his graphic, uh, and I caught his graphic last week, but I definitely agree that Snowfall is jumping the shark. But I, I, I want to know b Easy's opinion on Power Force with, with Tommy because it's definitely – and I, I honestly, I just got to get out to the studio and get on their show. But there's very – a lot of opinions I got on on TV this season kind of between February and March on what they've been putting out there, the product that they've been putting on uh, on television. But shout-out to Atlanta on FX as well. They just premiered last week, uh, the, their newest season. And, um, you know, I, like I said, that, that's kind of what I got to say about that.
0: I don't know if it's the ADHD in me. I don't know if it's just the lack of time, but I'll start watching these TV shows. And it's just like, wait, another, did, I, did I watch this week's episode? Oh well, I'll try try again later. And then before I know it, I've got like three weeks of, an, of a show to watch and then I'll sit and watch them. Now, if it's something that I'm like into, uh, like uh, Witcher on uh, Netflix, when that new season dropped. I think I stayed up a whole night and watched the whole thing at once. We, and so I don't mind consuming TV like that in large chunks. Like that's why I don't mind doing the movie thing. Cause I've got that resolution. I'm entertained the peak bung, bung, bung right there. I'm in and out. But this weekly thing, every week I got to come back and look and remember which ones in the multiple shows. And I know you people can say, Oh, you could program it and you could. I'm not, I just don't see how I find that time for that, bro. But yeah, shout out to y'all who, you know, don't have nothing soft to lay up under and watching TV. <laughs> Next part of his email talked about the uh, Brittany Griner. Um, I I had not heard that perspective um, shaped like that. I know I did hear the reports that um, family and team and everything wanted to keep it low and which was why we didn't find out. I think we discussed it last week. We it wasn't a story. It wasn't something that was big where a lot of people knew about it until it started kind of gaining steam and momentum. But it absolutely makes sense right now with the way that Putin is operating over there in Russia, anything of any sort of ruckus anything of any sort of um divergence from the the regular norm i think could have made things a lot worse for britney over there so what are your thoughts on that
1: i agree um that was kind of alluding to that honestly when we first when we actually first reported on the story even though we were um you know several months late or whatnot and and bringing it to the light but to that point i was that was kind of where i was going with my lgbtq angle Mm -hmm. on the whole vibe um but i I definitely understand the perspective that that be easy brought with with his email to that um and the fact that you know we just don't want to exacerbate things right now and and uh agitate things let's keep it real again we're black and any anywhere that we travel that's not a black nation um you know you've seen evidence of discrimination mm-hmm. so at the end of the day yeah I, I definitely feel them uh this is this is kind of in its own way social defensive driving you know what yeah, i mean facts. a lot of times whenever you're driving out there you're looking out for the 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 wild hotheads and all of that stuff and you got to do driving for other people and you got to do more things you know what i mean it, we've got to always do that extra stuff just to kind of protect our sanctity sometimes, protect our personhood and stuff like that. And this is no different right here.
0: Absolutely. Um we, we definitely continue our prayers and thoughts out to Brittany Griner that she's able to get home safely. Um uh, it, it's it's a tough situation. And our thoughts are also out to all of those um fighting in that senseless war and, and in wars anywhere, man. So we, we wish the best for that situation. Uh As we move forward with the show, uh, it is about time for the national championship in college basketball. We're reaching this Saturday, April 2nd, the NCAA men's final four, which features the number eight team, uh, number eight seeded UNC versus number two Duke uh, in the other matchup of the final four, the number one seed Kansas against the number two seed Villanova. Um, If we're going to jump in, let's start with the UNC Duke matchup. Bro, this is the first time in this history of these storied programs. First of all, um, this is a blue-blooded uh, Final Four, uh, both the men's and the women's, but specifically this men's. NCAA that you've With these top four teams that we have here, you have four of the top five all-time leading Final Four appearance teams. That's 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 amazing and that's kind of dope but i alluded and was mentioning it earlier uh just a moment ago that this is the first time that unc and duke have played one another not just in the final four but in the ncaa tournament period Uh, both are playing amazing basketball right now with duke and north carolina really being at the peak of their games uh what what are your thoughts on this final four matchup first game with duke in north carolina
1: I mean, well, to to speak to it being a blue blooded tournament season, uh, it's almost like if you take us back to the beginning of the season, and you you look to Vegas at some of the, um, I don't odds know makers. how it would work out, but like yeah, it wouldn't be you wouldn't get you wouldn't get a lot of money on these odds. In other words, you know what I'm saying? Because I guess you gotta for the the you've got to pick the the teams that you wouldn't think of. In order to get the most money mm-hmm. and if you had to if somebody had to even ask you at the beginning of the season how many times out of a hundred would people pick these four teams in the men's tournament and in these four teams that are in the that are in the women's tournament so kudos to them because these are all programs and institutions that everybody guns for these are the institutions that Cinderella stories are made of whenever mm-hmm. there are mid levels that beat these type of programs and stuff like that. Shout out to Kentucky, my boy Casey, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, as far as the matchup itself, you alluded to it earlier with coach K. We want to, when I say we, I mean, Tar Heel nation, but we want to send him on his way, uh, in proper fashion and true Bomani Jones fashion. I thought, I think Bomani wouldn't have it any other way. Um uh, had to make my Bomani <laughs> mention for the week. And Shout then, out to Bomani. And then again, Kansas and Villanova, that sounds like the um, the championship game, like two out of the last four or five years. Like it just it just all it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like in the NFL playoffs or in the NBA playoffs, whenever the right teams end up rising to the top. In other words, it's like I, I hate to use serendipitous, but. It's almost serendipity, bro, because, like, granted, the the storyline for UNC Duke, of course, you would think that they've played each other before in the tournament, um, let alone in, like, the Final Four, but in, like, the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, in the past when I've made brackets and stuff like that, I've led um, and had them matched up plenty of times in the past, Never
0: but so comes. it's
1: surprising. Yeah, so it's surprising to hear that this is the first time that they're actually facing each other. But it's all um, four strong programs as well. I think you mentioned uh, also that UNC and Duke—they both caught fire at the right time and caught the the momentum, their momentum at the right time. So that game is definitely going to be, um, or should be, should pan out to be a great game.
0: The I am I, absolutely certain that UNC Duke will be legendary, and I, and quite honestly, it feels to me like this is going to be the national championship. Uh, the, the 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 Kansas Villanova game. I'm a little bit more worried about that one. Although Villanova took care of the number five seed Houston in the in, uh, Elite Eight, they did lose their guard uh, Justin Moore uh, to a leg injury. I think it was in a uh, torn Achilles, and so shout out to him. I hope him hope he has a speedy recovery and is able to play next season. But um, he's their leading scorer. He's their one of their main floor generals. And honestly, I don't I don't see them being able to keep up with kansas without him so um shout out to them i don't think that game will be much of a game but this unc duke that is going to be the game um like i'm I'm trying to figure out where we I'm, I'm trying to go to charleston i'm trying to go somewhere and watch this game uh because it's this is this is the type of game that i really feel like you're going to want to remember where you were when it happened that that's what this is going to be to know that this is potentially uh coach k playing for his last chance at a championship or us playing that spoiler role to send him out crying uh, listen one way or another it's going to be epic it's going to be epic and i'm really looking forward to it so, I thought about where i'll be you say what
1: i just thought about where i'll be
0: and where will you be someplace with a pool of uh, dribble by your mouth no you're going out or what are you nah,
1: gonna do i'll actually be at dreamville fest Really? <laughs> mm. Indeed. So I'll be in Raleigh. I, I won't be too far from Tobacco Road, which is crazy. I just thought about that. You know, even though, of course, we know the tournament's played elsewhere and stuff, but I'll be in the heart of Tar Heel. Right, but yeah, Blue they'll
0: be celebrating. Yeah. Yo, first of all, how are you going to tell me on air you're going to Dreamville Fest? But that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that off the air. But shout out light to my flex, dog. Light
1: flex. Light flex. Little
0: TT. All right, I hear you. All right, so uh, let's 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 make some picks here for the final four. I know we've not done so with the tournament like we did last year, completely, but definitely want to get in on some of this final four. You know, make it easy for the people. So, in number eight, UNC versus number two Duke. Who are you taking?
1: It's not even a question. It's not
0: even a question. I'm not, so I also okay. am going with Tar Heel Nation, Duke. Sorry to hit Coach K. We'll highlight you when you get to New York. In number one, Kansas versus number two Villanova. Who are you taking?
1: Kansas
0: and in the men's final national championship game you've got the eight-seeded UNC Tar Heels versus the number one Kansas Jayhawks who are you taking
1: Tar Heel Nation let's go shout stand to, up shout, shout out, out to the New York Knick, Knickerbocker himself Hubie Davis Hubie Davis
0: I will give him respect at the beginning of the season and I mentioned on the program last year when we hired or offseason when we hired him I didn't think that this was going to be his year. Uh, he, Hubie has impressed me it as a coach. Familiar.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just, you know what? I'm gonna just have to go ahead and uh, pull a Chris Rock and hold my tongue with you. But anyway, um, this is definitely uh, one uh, an amazing job that he did with the coaching this year. Um, the players have played beyond what they were collectively as a unit. They they they're strong. Um we got some dogs this year man and and I'm, I'm excited to see what we're able to do and I definitely want to see this banner raised. I but hope they, Villanova doesn't be like yo we don't we, we still here we ain't one player and da, da, da. and then we got to repeat UNC Villanova all over again cuz at the end of the day this time Chris Jenkins is not on that floor. I'm going to say
1: they don't got Chris. And, yeah.
0: they, <laughs> and there is zero chance that I'm rooting for Villanova. In this one, although I liked them, especially when he was there and I've even followed them throughout um, the years with, since he's been gone. But yeah, now nah, this one here, it's it's all Tar Heels, baby. Let's go.
1: The the one thing I want to say real quick, that thing that I love about college basketball and some of its coaches uh, like coaches like the St. Peter's coach or or like Hubert Davis, you can start. It's, it's not um, Floyd Mayweather syndrome where you got to be 50 and 0. You can start off. Rough, rocky. Mm-hmm. Take your take your lumps. Whether it's in the conference or whether it's you know on in in whatever play. Sometimes it's in preseason tournament play or or whatnot and things like that. Take some losses, ugly losses, and still be able to build and build these young men up to become a cohesive unit by the time that the season is over and by the time March Madness gets here. So even you know around ACC tournament time we did what we had to do we we didn't do what we had to do rather mm-hmm. and we were still prepared here for the big dance I think that speaks a lot um like you said to the coaching
0: absolutely and and, and it's it's the grit that makes up a championship d dna so it I think it would be be a good game good final form as we transition over to the women's side, Friday, April the first, you've got the number one seed. Three of the number three of the four number one seeds advancing to the final four in this one. Number one South Carolina versus number one Louisville, and on the other side, you've got number one Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal, the defending champions, against the perennial powerhouse, the only number, the only not number one seed, number two UConn Huskies. In that first game, uh, who are you taking? Uh, the red South hot
1: Carolina, bro. South Carolina, bro. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's cut to the chase with that one. We're not even not even going to waste playing. Yes, I I really need to start sending this show to my homegirl Tracy. Shout out to Claflin University, but one of my uh, fellow classmates when I was at school, uh, one Dorithia. Her and Marquita, two fellow deltas. <laughs> They are some of the biggest South Carolina fans that I know as far as the women's basketball program. So I really need to start um, showing love and and I need to start sharing this podcast with them. But nah, I think Treacy would kill me if I went with anybody other than Dawn Staley in South Carolina.
0: Here's the thing. I've, I've got to be objective. Louisville is playing some really, 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 really good basketball right now. But at the end of the day, One of the announcers, one of the commentators on ESPN said, but they don't have Aaliyah. Point blank period. She is the best player in college basketball. And she just looks like she can beat anybody. She is methodical. They were triple teaming her in the post in their game against um, Creighton when they were playing Creighton. Creighton had three women in the post around her. And as soon as they would pass it in, they would collapse in and boom, she was hitting open shooters. The moment that they relaxed off and and tried to give her a little bit of space, boom, now she's dragging in the hole. If they put two women on her, she was taking both of them to the hole, spinning around. And uh, I I think that time that she spent this past summer,
1: I was going to say, go ahead.
0: The time she spent this past summer with Tim Duncan is very evident with how smart she plays with how, uh, just really beyond her years she's playing man and so i'm literally riding south carolina all the way to the championship with this one
1: did you did you see the block that she made in that creighton game yes where shorty shorty didn't even want to get up it looked like a she's looking like, crime scene Oh,
0: i still got to play her some
1: more <laughs> it was like a crime scene dog
0: yes yes nah she liked that um and and, and they can they, they beat creighton they beat the brakes off Creighton, and, and they were playing good balls too. Similar to how uh, talk, the Tar Heels took care of the Sim. I did want to mention that um, with the guys, the Tar Heels taking care of the Cinderella team um, that had made it. Uh, what was the Saint? Not Saint Andrews. Uh, Saint Peter's. Saint Peter's out of Jersey
1: City, New Jersey.
0: Yeah, stand up, Jersey. Shout out to Patriot Patty in the building. Um, but yeah, nah, like sh- they, they they took care of Creighton, and 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 so it's. I think they are just as hot as Louisville is right now. South Carolina is going to be too much. The next matchup, the Stanford Cardinal, who looked real good against Texas, against Connecticut. Bro, who are you taking? We're going to skip to straight to the picks. South now.
1: Carolina, man. South Carolina.
0: In the UConn and Stanford game, who are you taking to lose to South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> nah,
1: I, um, I don't, I'll, I'll take UConn, bro. This is... Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I hate to show my naivete, Okay. Um, but, you know, I'll take UConn in this one. I
0: got you. I will say the Cardinal for me, they've, they've, they've got this hunger that they are, are set out to, similar to how South Carolina was a few years ago, where they were like, we are who we are and we're going to prove it to you. Um, I mentioned the, the Cardinal are the defending national champions. And, and, and they look poised to to try to make a run for it. So I'd see a rematch for them against South Carolina. And um, I do want to see South Carolina take it in the national championship as well. But uh, it's going to be a good game regardless, Ben. Um, you've got some amazing coaching. Don Staley is a legend. Uh, she's one of the best to ever do it. And, and, and she, I think, has that South Carolina program headed in the right direction and in good hands and poised um to go ahead and seize their second championship. So if you are looking to see some championship type deals, go ahead and head over to my guy Grant Williams with Farm Bureau Insurance to get all of your home, auto and life and health insurance needs taken care of. Grant can take care of you with you could give him a call at cell phone 843 843- four, five, three, five, two, five, seven. If you mention the code big cliff or Carolina sports talk, he can go ahead and get you some extra special savings on top of that as well. Again, for all your home auto life and health insurance needs, head on over to grant Williams with farm bureau insurance, 5257. five, two, five, seven. All right. And next up, we're going to move right along in the show. It is time for everybody's favorite segment. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. You know what it is at this point. Big deal, no thing. We give you headlines and we tell you whether it's a big deal or not a thing. First up, Lamont Parrish is now officially the head coach of the South Carolina, University of South Carolina men's basketball team. Big deal or no thing? Big deal. That's a big deal. I'm going either way, bro. Nah, that ain't no thing. Why you say?
1: Uh, just his pedigree, kind of the the history that he's got. Um, As far as experience, the other names that we heard was a lot of top high school coaches names from from the state um, and the surrounding areas and and some um, historically black colleges, um, those head coaches. So just to get a coach that has the pedigree, you know, being an assistant coach at Wisconsin and and coaching at Chattanooga and stuff like that. I think it helps out. He's a honestly quiet as kept. He's he's nice on the recruiting trail. He's he's got a name for himself on the recruit. No, nah, I'm just playing. I don't know, but <laughs> we're gonna see if he could, if he can still grab Gigi or whatnot. Uh, that's all I got, man. I was just going with big deal because I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I didn't, and here's why. I respect what he was able to do at Chattanooga um, when he took that team over in 2017. They weren't very good, and, and so throughout his tenure. Each year they improved, and you know I'm 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 a big believer in building a program. Um, in his first year there, they were the tenth seed. In his last year there, this past season, uh, they finished with a record of twenty-seven and eight, and first in the conference and uh, an NCAA berth for the first time in like a thousand years over there. I don't know that he is a big enough name. I think with. With the way that recruiting is, um, and you mentioned, I heard you make your joke about recruiting him on the trails. He is a good recruiter, and and I think that skill will will lend him to getting some players that may be out of his caliber to get. However, it's going to take something a little bit more, I think, to build the the program to a caliber of a South Carolina. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later in our next segment. But recruiting matters, and I think I hope that he is a big enough draw. I'm not sure, which is why I said, no, it's not a thing now. Um, I hope that they don't regret this one. Um, and it, it honestly feels like to me, it has the makings of him being there two years and being gone. So I hope I'm wrong. And we'll definitely uh, kind of keep an eye on the situation to see next up on big deal. No thing uh, lawsuits against Deshaun Watson were actually underway before his trade de- trade demand big deal or no thing.
1: No thing. Nah, that ain't no
0: thing. I agree. No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. Why are you say?
1: Um, well, I've already called it out. You know, the boys' club that they are, mm-hmm. they kind of know what time it was with him. He spent the whole season, you know, on the bench at that point. Um, so, it, it, again, it it the writing was on the wall for Deshaun. It didn't really make a difference, as we can see, as far as
0: trade you know, value the and none of that. Suits, yeah,
1: exactly. So.
0: I say it's no thing for this reason. According to the reports, um, the first young lady who um, submitted her request filed the lawsuit in December 2020. That would have been around week 16. So he was actually still playing then. And so I think the team knew then, even though Deshaun Watson in his uh, deposition stated that he never told the team about his the massages and the, and the sessions that he was you know, going through and all of that and his fetish, if you want to call it that, or whatever he had going on. He said that he never told the team about it, but with a team like the Texans making the investment in a quarterback like they had, there's no doubt in my mind that they knew. And even if they didn't know before at any point before this, when Ashley Solis, uh, again, who was the first one to file when she did in week 16 of that 2020 season, I'm certain that they knew at that point before he, and, and again, all of this was before he made his trade demands. So although he didn't tell them, although the lawsuits came out before then, they knew. And so from the perspective of they still knew in enough time to try to help him and or to not use this against him, and they did, it's not a thing for me. So it doesn't matter the timeline or whatever. It doesn't change the fact of what they did, making him miss an entire season, holding him um, and allowing this to to come out. Because had they wanted to cover it up and to, to be a blanket for him, They would have and could have. So the timeline means nothing to me. And as you said, in the secondary portion of perspective, he still got paid. He still got bread. uh, And they still got a whole heap of picks uh, for his exchange. So it's no thing for me. Last up on Big Deal, no thing. The city of Rock Hill, Rock Hill, as opposed to Rock Hill, who, you know, went to Claflin, The city of Rock Hill said it supports starting construction again on the $800 million practice facility for the Carolina Panthers located in York County. Big deal or no thing?
1: Big deal. That's a big deal.
0: Uh, That's a huge deal.
1: That's a big deal. Why you say? Just because, again, it's been halted and, um, and this thing has been stalemated more than the transportation center down at South Carolina State. Um, oh. with the money uh-uh. that jimmy Clyburn Stupid. gave I'm not gonna but get get the um exactly uh but you know i i again it's about time that they that they uh broke ground on this thing they already got the sports complex up out there um as far as with the you know amateur sports or the amateur basketball players hooping and stuff like that mm-hmm. they've they've you know eyed the spot and eyed the area and They've already done shot up the housing uh pr- the value on the housing and stuff in the area. It's about time that they go ahead and um, and, you know, break ground on this thing.
0: So they actually have uh, just for clarification for the folks out there in listener land. They actually have broken ground on it. And to refresh you guys on what happened, uh, they had begun working construction. And, and you can see it from Interstate 77. And if you drive past, it's beautiful. You're seeing it take the shape. But the city of Rock Hill was supposed to secure two hundred and fifty million, excuse me, two hundred twenty-five million dollars in bonds that would go towards the assisting of building the the facility. Uh, it was something that was due a year and a half ago. Tepper gave them extensions, granted you know whatever clemency, and said, "Hey, you know, no, no, no." Until he got to a point where being a good businessman said, "Hey, if you guys aren't going to pay this money, I'm not putting another dime of mine into it," and he halted construction. We've been at a halt now for the past, um, I think, week and a half, almost two weeks to this point. And honestly, as a fan and as just someone, as a resident of Rock Hill, it's disheartening to drive through the city and see that beautiful facility in what it could be and, and to see it just sitting there dormant and not have any productivity. Any, Progress towards the completion but What the city of Rock Hill has decided To do and passed in a city council Ordinance uh, this uh, this Week actually yesterday Monday uh, They decided to instead of Trying to find that 225 Million which is now going to look Like it's going to balloon to 250 Million based on penalties they Have decided to present to Mr. Tepper that he pays up front The full cost of the, the Remaining portion of That construction and as a result, he will receive tax breaks over the next 30 years from the city. Uh, now, it is up to Tepper, and I think this is something that's reasonable. He is a sound businessman, and consider that this facility for 30 years won't have to pay taxes, that's a big deal. That's that's huge to be able to have that, mu- that amount of liability. Additionally, for some of these office spaces, for the restaurants, for some of those other facilities that are going to be there, those individuals will still have to pay taxes but they also will get a tax break. So not only do, does he get his money back then, that way he gets even more of an incentive for any franchises that decide that they want to come and be a part of the facility as well. So it seems like a win-win deal. Tepper is able to save the money. Now, it, it, for us, $225 million is like, Shh, yeah, okay. But for him, it's it's still you know significant. It's like if somebody was to come to you and be like, hey, yo, man, let me get $5,000 real quick. You probably got it. Or or if you don't, it's like, man, which make you think I got it? Or if you do, it's like, I got it, but why you think I'm going to just give you five grand? What's up? To 225 million to him is still significant. So I, I think um, it'll be something that he gives some thought to, but overall the dollars will make sense. And hopefully this will get it jumped off. And like you said, get some progress moving. One aspect of the proposal that I, that as a fan, I hate. In addition to making the provisions um, for the money and the taxes and everything, The city of Rock Hill has also stated that they will extend the completion time uh, deadline for the project by two years. Currently, it's slated to be completed by 2023, but as a means, mean and a sign of goodwill. And as they said, they quote, don't want them to be pressured to complete the masterpiece. They're going to extend it to two years to allow it to be opened in 2025. I don't want to wait that long. (laughs) I can call it selfish or call it what you want, but that is one aspect of this proposal that I don't like hopefully tepper understanding the needs of the team and of his, uh, of everyone else allows um, for some adjusted timeline maybe if he doesn't if he still needs time they don't have to work quite as fast but 2024 and a half seems a little bit easier or 2023 and a half rather than 25 man what you think
1: yeah the sooner the better
0: <laughs> definitely so we we, we definitely want to watch that and, and be mindful of it too so next up on the slot we've got a new segment for you guys and this one is called hot tape so with hot takes we're just gonna drop some hot takes on you guys each week and give you some headlines that could happen might happen possibly happen or just perspectives that are hot takes from us so first off high star i'm gonna drop two um i'm not gonna push any pressure on you to drop any this week excuse me any more than you already have this week right um but my hot my first hot take of the week Gino, Gino Ariema, the coach of the University of Connecticut Huskies female basketball team, women's basketball team, pardon me, is not one of the best coaches of all time. He just built one of the greatest recruitment tools of all time. So here's why I say that. I heard on ESPN radio, uh, Keyshawn, Jalen, no, Jay will and um, Max showed this morning that Jay will said, Gino does not get the attention or the acknowledgement that he deserves for being one of the best coaches. And he starts spewing off all of the accolades and with the 14 straight final four uh, and the four straight national championships and how they were so dominant for so long in the sport and this thing and the next thing. And that got me to thinking, what built that program? What allowed him to have the sustained success that he had for as long as he did? And it to me, it didn't come down to X's and O's. It didn't come down to um, any decisions that he made. He simply had the best players in the country. He built a program that made winning so attractive that all of the best players in the in the world really wanted to come and play there. There was no level of competition. No, re- they were, during their runs, they I mean, they won like hundred plus games in a row at one point. And there was just nobody that even could compete with them. If you look at what women's basketball is now with programs like Louisville, like South Carolina, like Stanford, like Texas, like Baylor, all of them have amazing, amazing talent. The Aliyah Boston's of the world were going to UConn before. He lost in recruitment and he lost his edge. He's still a good coach. He can coach really good players. Paige Beckers is probably one of the two top players in the country right now. But he just doesn't have a squad littered with them. We saw that when she went down, they continued to lose, and, and they dropped, I think, as low as out of the top 10 for the first time in, like, a 1,000 years. But he just doesn't have that monopoly on it. So when he built that recruitment tool of, hey, we win, everybody come to us, that's what allowed him to have some of those historic UConn teams that he had. And he's not one of the best coaches of all time. What you think? Is that a hot take or is that cold take?
1: Yeah, no, nah, I, I definitely feel you on that. Uh, I think that he gets enough credit. I don't know what – said it was Jay will mm-hmm. I don't know what he's talking about, but I think he gets a credit, his credit. And, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I definitely see, see where you're coming from with that, Big Cliff. It's a great hot take.
0: So next up on hot takes for me is the San Francisco 49ers will trade their quarterback next year. Now, it's not the quarterback that most people think. The San Francisco 49ers will trade quarterback Trey Lance before the end of the season next year. And here's why. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, it, it it pains me to say this, but he is a better fit for that for that offense than Trey Lance. Trey Lance has taken a little bit more time quietly than I think they expected to do develop. And they are very much in win now mode. I think once he is fully healthy and once they see that he is back to what they expect and anticipate him to be, the Florida diners are going to try to make a last season push and bolster. Um, I would not be surprised depending upon what we do in the draft. If we could a quarterback in the first round, or as I anticipate us doing trading down in the first round, uh, out of the top ten, and then scooping one of those quarterbacks, then no, this won't make sense. But if we get the best available, and or like if the offensive lineman from Alabama falls to us or something, then I see us riding into the season. Like I said, with the, with the additions that we've made in the off season, the Carolina Panthers, and in mid season trading for Trey Lance, and we will trade Christian McCaffrey. Hot take? What you think? Uh,
1: that's I mean. The hot take itself is that the 49ers will trade Trey Lance, or is the hot take that they will trade him to the Panthers?
0: It's that they trade – you're getting a two for here, sir. The hot take is that they will trade him, Trey Lance. I believe that one. Um, I can see a scenario, though, where the Carolina Panthers, especially especially if some of these running backs – let's say we draft a
1: running back. He's expendable. All right. Yeah, that's a cold take. Ah! <laughs> so, Yeah um stupid. for all the reasons you that you said the, stupid I'm not gonna mm. let you get the chance. indeed indeed Takashi so yeah <laughs> just for the reasons that you said precisely um I think that they see Jimmy Garoppolo as a good fit and it's only really a cold take because you're gonna hate me for saying this but you are the one who's boosted up this whole Jimmy G the Carolina thing.
0: No, no, San Francisco no, no. is
1: kicking back. Oh no! San Francisco oh is kicking no! Back. No! 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 And they're like, y'all said what? Oh, y'all thought that what? So,
0: <laughs> dog, I didn't uh, boost it, dog. I just said that it, I could see it, and I screamed it from the hills that if they did it, I was selling out. I, I was burning everything I had. You hear me I'm talking about the, the my hair rests out the car I'm taking the stickers off the windows uh I bust the windows out your car like all of that i'm I'm done with them boys bro like no so no I didn't talk it up I don't want to see this happen I'm just simply saying they bet not you feel me that's all
1: <laughs> I feel you I feel you it's a great take, but it's cold I hate it's a little you. chilly
0: so when he's gone before the trade deadline in the season, we'll just, I, we're, going, we're going to pull this episode up. That's going to do it for hot takes. Y'all let us know what you think. If you, if you've got a hot take out there that uh, is a perspective that not everybody's talking about, but you feel like we should email the show cliff at Carolina talk. Dot net. And let us know what you think. Next up in our last segment for the day, nothing to do with sports. Uh, we've been highlighting and kind of discussing winning time. The Rise of the Showtime Lakers special on HBO. As I now, I got to give a shout out to my dog. Uh, <laughs> be easy for helping to get me right. Uh, he was like, "You know, it's on regular HBO." I was like, "What you mean?" I was like, "I told him it's HBO Max." Yeah, but no, it's not just Max. It's like on HBO. So like, I forgot that there are people who re- just regularly subscribe to HBO. Like, hey, I got cable and I got on the HBO. TV, yeah. yeah. Dog. First of all, what dinosaurs did they ride in to work on, and how was what Fred a time
1: Flintstone? to be alive?
0: Listen, and what was Fred Flintstone eating for lunch? But neither here nor there. There are some who watch it on HBO. The rest of us right went. at
1: right after Death Comedy Jam, exactly, or whatever else. <laughs> Sex in the City. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, but no, those of us who live in 2022, we watch it on HBO Max. Uh, but this week's episode was a good one. I like. I liked to see the transition in that moment where it clicked. Again, spoiler alerts, we are talking about Winning Time, the new episode that came out on Sunday night. This show releases on Wednesday night. If you hadn't watched it, you might want to like pause the re- pause the show and go watch it now because uh, we are about to talk about it. Uh, so the show opened up uh, with, a conclu- uh, I guess, concluding the plot line or the story segment from last week. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, with your boy dying, you know, yeah, made man, uh, your man, uh, Tark's Tark's best friend or whatnot, and then Jerry Bus, you know, going it, it really, it really started in some HBO Max stuff, but yeah, after Damn. the intro, it um, <laughs> nah, that ain't no thing. So after the <laughs> intro, um, they yeah they went to the funeral. You could hear Jerry telling uh his wife. Or his ex-wife, estranged wife. Hey, I'm just gonna introduce you as my wife. Mm-hmm. Then he gets the um.
0: And it's the wife and did, the daughter, because we, we right. around, yeah. And see, it's amazing how, with the wild type stuff that they were doing back then, it, they still had the respect for the family units to at least fake it like that, man. So I'm, some some yeah. folks, yeah. But go ahead, my fault.
1: Um. Then he receive. He's on the receiving end of the will smith uh whatnot um yeah. the, hey yo <laughs> from the wife uh from the wife of the deceased uh, and she kind of brings him to task and his part that he had to play in this whole tragic situation of her husband dying you know um mm-hmm. your thoughts on that
0: grief make you do some crazy things man uh, i don't see how she thought that was that man's fault but uh
1: you just had to push. You can connect it to- you can connect the dots, bro. Back then, at least, Bruh. especially if she knew more things than than we knew. Yeah, you can connect dots. It's just it, like we'll talk about here in a second. The time and the place for everything, I suppose. And you know what was that? I mean, she. I think she she must have felt the phoniness from that man.
0: Oh and yeah, now that I can tell. Yeah, I can feel that. Can she, feel knew that she
1: knew that. She knew that Buss's bottom line was getting. Tark and his man's out there to Cali. And it
0: what was the man. extent that he went to, like he, cause he, he was putting some sauce on it. Your man, your husband was a saint. Really, bro. Like, right. Don't, everyone. You didn't who even knew know this him man. like that. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so then, uh, go on. I was going to say it continues where, um, they, so they, you know, go ahead and hire, uh, Portland's assistant at the time, uh, Jack McKinney it, mm-hmm. the the, sh- the um, introduction that the audience kind of gets to him in this episode is him going for a run back then when you had some of the first Nike commercials and advertisements and magazines out just might have been he might have been wearing a pair of ponies or something like that but it made me also realize that old white men when they used to run back in the day was wearing like a lot of tennis clothing you know polo shirts with shorts so you know i'm thinking about duke
0: shorts at that
1: absolutely i'm thinking about bringing out the, the the thigh hugger and the polo tops uh this this summer but so his wife bro. drives up next to him what are you
0: talking about bro don't yeah. do it
1: <laughs> she, you never know she um she pulls up besides him and kind of questions him about the interview you know, he talks about the interviews, kind of skeptical about the situation. Uh, gets Ends up getting the phone call from the Lakers. Uh, and we're talking about Jack McKinney. Mm-hmm. And then he also calls Paul Westfall, um, and who was, I guess, teaching at a school or, or, or something like that at that yeah, time. And yeah, yeah. end up booking it and boogieing the training camp. Again, this is like a week before training camp or whatever like that. So then the next thing, you know, That The ill part came for me um, when they showed all of the different pieces that were going to training camp.
0: Mm -hmm. And how they were getting there.
1: Right. So how the news was reporting on the Lakers as a whole. But each time that they would bring up a piece of the Lakers and stuff, they were showing what that particular person was going through. So it started with Norm Nixon and Magic. They're zooming. I think uh, Magic might have been in a Corvette, Norm in like a Porsche or something like that. But they're zooming and it's cutting through different shots with them. Then it goes to Kareem, uh, you know, and he's with a white woman driving. That's that's a whole other thing. Like Kareem's got this Daishiki. We know what Kareem stands for and all of that stuff in this show. And (laughs) maybe as accurate as it may be, uh, but, you know. He's got his, he's got his, he's got his vanilla queen. So, um, but he, he like, he tells her like, don't turn the dial or whatever like that. And to, so he could keep hearing the, the uh, radio, but the one person that was uh, on the fence and, and really worried about the situation itself, who wasn't guaranteed at all was one Michael Cooper. Uh, and they show him giving his lady, Handing his lady tools while she while she was fixing the car that they were driving in on the way to uh, training camp.
0: Absolutely, I loved how they, they 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 with this series as a whole it paints that picture. Um, it's very clear that I'm a Lakers fan. A lot of these guys I knew um, from ex- clearly externally, but even as a, a younger guy, then for when when they were playing heavy. Um, I didn't know a lot of their personalities to the level of what we're seeing exposed to through this. And even if we fast forward a little bit into some of the practices that they had while Coach McKinney was implementing the new offense. And um, I'll actually fast forward almost to really to the end. That first practice where it started to click when he put in Magic and Storm and and Norman. Right at the same time, and they were like, Well, which one? Because during the practices, they were running 18 B team, and they were, of course, playing against one another one point on one on the A team, second on the B team, and vice versa. Uh, but he said, You know what? No, stay in, both of you guys. So, who's got who's the running the point? Whoever's got the ball, and to see that moment where it starts to click, uh, and it starts to really kind of make sense to them, and they can start seeing how much fun they can have. Um, that for me was has been my favorite part of the of the series so far, man. Um, Absolutely, that moment when when that team like you start seeing that potential of what you can be, bro, ain't nothing like that for me, man.
1: And it was, you know, after the first possession, um, okay, Magic he'll he does dishes a no look to Norm who knocks down the three or whatever like that, and then I could find Kareem in in his sweet spot and he could get his. And then let's showcase the verticality or, or, or um, Michael, Michael Cooper's hops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With these alleys, it's almost like that saved Michael Cooper's spot on the roster and stuff by doing so and, and showing him so much love or whatever like that. And that really came from Magic rocking with Mike Coop that, you know, the, the long way. Like you could clearly see that Magic's nemesis I don't. Whoever that was, that Magic took a swing at or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Whoever he was portraying, um, he's not gonna. He's not gonna stay on L- the team. I
0: whatever. literally was my next question is like, do you see him making a team?
1: Like no, nah, no. Nah. Um, I think I think Coop was on the fence himself, and you know it kind of showed that. It gave that insight as well that you know when you're going to these these training camps and things like that. If you weren't a superstar like a Magic Johnson or a Dr. J or Kareem or, of course, MJ and things like that, Larry Bird, that, hey, you you didn't know going into training camp if you were going to be on a roster. Right. And especially with a situation like the Lakers where they kind of didn't have any direction, mm-hmm. you really didn't know if you were going to, you know, stay on that roster. There's going to be a lot of sad faces that were, you know, again, on that roster that are going to get cut magic said it, again the trash talking top notch so you oh know, without doubt i love love what magic said to norm yeah b team as in bench as in where are you going to be at you know? <laughs> and then also when they're in the locker room uh-huh. is arch nemesis or whatever's is like is that a rookie talking you know what i'm saying and you ain't been in, around enough rookie and then he goes like funny enough I'm getting more money than all y'all except for Kat talking about Kareem.
0: And it's guaranteed. And, and I'm
1: guaranteed. Yeah. Like what can you say to that? You know what I'm saying? Literally, but be
0: mad in the, the face.
1: Talents. Yeah, and this is one of the top talents on our team. Yeah, like it, it was a, it was an it was an ill episode, like I told you earlier, I probably caught it about 3 times. Um might catch it for a fourth time this evening. I'm mm. not sure yet. Mm. I I at the same time, simultaneously, you got Jeannie Bus finally kind of getting cool with uh where she's known just as the intern and, and stuff like that. Right. She's finally starting to get cool with some of her co-workers and everything like that. And their ideas start coming together. So they kind of marry the idea of that opening scene, a, a raunchy opening scene where Jeannie Bus kind of catches her dad getting frisky in a restaurant with one of his one of his joints, his bimbos or whatever like that, and it all kind of clicks for her when she finds his uh, photo album slash black book. I don't know what you would call it, like a phone book of of things to call up or whatever like that. And it was just <laughs> uh, kind of a crazy kind of thing to have, but I guess when you jerry bus in LA back then in the, in the early 80s, late 70s, you, you got some kind of directory like that, but she kind of put two and two together, and she uh, she's she's talking to the whatever the lady that's managing the the forum and or the um, you know that's mm-hmm. managing the arena and stuff, and she pretty much sells her on let's uh, sell the crowd on you know distracting them and giving them one night of the life of jerry bus you Mm -hmm. know um and so it it, i'm i'm glad that that finally clicked you see her kind of
0: coming into her own
1: hitting the weed (laughs) with with her coworkers or whatever like
0: that the weed
1: and they um they all kind of like again they start saying and they start to welcome her and yeah so again with where she where the the ideas are finally starting to click on how we're going to sell tickets, in other words, and how we're going to start making money with this place. Mm -hmm. And it all culminates with your man at the end, Dr. Jerry Buss, my my boy. um, I I never could remember his name or whatever, his real name, but he goes, it's showtime. You know what I'm saying? When they Mm -hmm. ask him what he thinks of the idea, great episode or whatever like that. Definitely.
0: Yeah. If you guys aren't watching, you got to, you got to check it out, man. It's called again. Winning time: The Rise of the Showtime Lakers available on HBO and HBO Max. <laughs>
1: Disclaimer: <laughs> it, it is, is not, HBO.
0: It is HBO with the capital letters. It is not Carolina Sports Talk. It is not n- anything uh, that is family centered. It is a, a grown man show and our grown woman show. It's an adult theme and uh, content. So, viewer discretion is advised. Finally, in nothing to do with sports, uh, there was an incident that happened uh, Sunday night at the Oscars that has nothing to do with sports other than the fact that sports centers saw an opportunity to tell the tale of the tape with Will Smith versus Chris Rock. If you have been living under one, uh, Chris Rock was... uh, Essentially assaulted by Will Smith after telling jokes about his wife that the actor slash rapper slash comedian took as offensive and proceeded to walk 40 yards from or 40 feet from his seat in front of the stage up to the stage onto the stage walk up to Chris Rock and smack him in the face. He then proceeded to turn around and walk back to his seat and say keep my wife's name out of your expletive mouth. What are your thoughts, bro? Was Will Smith right, wrong, or indifferent on his reaction to Chris Rock's jokes?
1: Uh, Well, I'll tell you one thing is they definitely gave middle-aged and older black men and women something to talk about and be able to relate (laughs) with us younger people for the next two or three weeks because all your aunts, your grandmothers, your your parents, they all going to ask y'all if y'all have heard or seen what y- you seen, what Will Smith did. Chris? You heard Will Smith hit Chris uh, exactly. Rock, right? I woke up this morning and all I heard was my mother on her phone. Talking with her she, friends about it. All, all I heard is my mother on her phone and she goes, well, yeah, no, because Chris ain't no punk either now. So uh, uh, nah, I, know, mama. I know exactly. I know exactly what, what time it was <laughs> with all of that. Um, uh, yeah, but if you want my opinion, my honest, honest opinion, and it's it's just kind of, I, I, I say it that way because I feel like it's gone against the grain since I first started mm-hmm. and I wanted to tweet it out, but I didn't want to upset too many of my followers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking in my head, what if he just didn't know as far as the, the hair condition and things like that? What if he was just making a genuine joke? Uh, secondly i am you know i have my history with with on the stage and being Mm -hmm. a comedian um and um arenas like that one or are similar to going to a roast and attending a roast everybody and everything is kind of fair game so um being sensitive to jada i can definitely see that will taking uh, offense and, and having an issue with what happened, I can see that as well. His reaction, not over the top, but it was definitely a ticking time bomb. People, a lot of people say, like, the, kind of the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, you know what I'm saying? So I, I could see it, it ended up just looking at social media and stuff like that. Of course, it ended up doing a lot more harm than good. But also in the sense of like the respect you command, Mm -hmm. it ended up um, it ended up making him the butt of even more jokes, to be frank. Like, so there's even more comedians that are like now trying to push it to the limit. There are people that are just downright being cruel right now, because now we, we definitely know. Right. Like America knows about the alopecia. To be frank with you, bro. I didn't know. So I'm not saying that Chris didn't know but I'm not saying that he did know there, there's no way for me to know. I, I mean, here's, if you were in, if you were in the room with him or you've heard him or you saw him in the room while she was announcing that, then I could understand. But then also my other quick point is it may have been off the cuff and improv from him, but it also could have been written. It was, well. it could have been exactly.
0: And, and, and here's my, here's my issue and why I don't, I don't have a problem with what either person did. Uh, Chris Rock made a choice. He made a choice to read the prompters and to go with the jokes that were written by his staff. Uh, he was putting on to get a check point blank and period. And he made that choice. He also made the choice to ignore a discussion that he and Will Smith had in 2016 when he made previous jokes about Jada. And Will told him at that time, don't put my wife's name in your mouth. You can joke on me all you want. But as far as I'm concerned, don't mention her name again. At which point you're saying he
1: said, when he you're alluding to. Her boycott in the Oscars and things like that, and the jokes mm-hmm. that he made towards that. Yes. Okay.
0: Because they and it was something that he, he he point blank admitted on an episode of the Breakfast Club. He's like, "Yeah, Will didn't like it," and so he said, "Don't talk about it." So I guess I can't talk about her. And it and 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 it was a, a whole thing back then. And so for him to have already known how Will felt about it, and whether or not he knew about the alopecia, although he did, because again, she's mentioned it on her show there on the. So what is but what is
1: saying that he watches her show?
0: if he Seriously, doesn't bro. if he doesn't those who wrote the jokes bro, should have somebody should have but regardless that, of whether or not he knew
1: that's unfair the, that's unfair but go ahead
0: oh okay let's assume uh, assume big old assumption that he did not know i get it cool whatever even if he didn't know once i've once once a man has already communicated with you that's off limits back off i uh, again I've not spent as much time on the stage as you, but I've been on a comedian stage before. Um, I'm definitely about the jokes, but the same way that if somebody get jokes with me and I'd be like, all right, that's enough. You either going to stop or you're going to have me to put you to stop it point blank in the period. And so, although I don't disagree with what Will did, I disagree with how he did it. There's a time and a place for everything. Now, had he, you know, when he won his Oscar, got in the back and was like, hey, yo, Chris, let me holler at you real quick. Yo, what's up, Will? Wow. Gave him the business there, it wouldn't have been no problem. People, Because, again, we've talked about it with the Ray Rice, with so many of these other things. People know what they see. Had they heard about it, it would have been a little bit of buzz, but it wouldn't have been to the level that this is right now. And in, in, in speculation would have been set, and, and, and I think there would have been a, a whole different situation. I just don't, I don't think he should have done it there, but I have zero problem. Once you've already corrected a man and told him what, what it is, point blank, end the period, that's it. So whether or not he knew about yeah. the alopecia doesn't matter
1: that's so so and and where I can agree with you at is, is that point if I've addressed if I've approached you and asked you already to you know to to lay off with my wife and you know all of the jokes on me is fair game and stuff mm-hmm. I can understand that but all of the assumptions running around that just because she announced it on whatever yeah. what was it red table talk yeah like there's plenty of things big Cliff. like we, as as I, and I, I don't even when we downplay us as small or uh, of of you know whatever that we are we're not we're not superstars by any stretch of the imagination we live in our own um in our own worlds at um mm-hmm. all of the time there's definitely stuff that you don't catch there's stuff that I don't catch on quote-unquote tv so I can imagine um somebody there 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 is that that part There is to me, there is grace for it. He could have known, but there is definitely with his genuine reaction to Will slapping him when he when he just simply when he retorted it was a G.I. Jane joke, bruh. I can definitely see him not getting any kind of wind of that stuff, bruh. And I get it, I get it, I see your face, bruh. But we're you gotta understand that is a that is a huge assumption to make that and of course he saw it because. She put it out there. No, it ain't. Of course he saw nothing because she put it out there. You know, like people go, everybody saw it. Everybody heard Now everybody heard about everybody it.
0: Everybody knows now, yeah. And, I'll, exactly. and I, I agree, and I, I can see that because like, at the end of the day, he, did he know if he didn't know? Even if he did know and made a decision, I wouldn't have had a problem if if Will had not, if they had not already had a discussion and or had already not set the precedent on what it was. And I think we're both saying the same thing at this point, but Had that partner not been of it, and he still made the alopecia joke, even if he did know, again, it's a comedian, it's kind of like... Well, that's why... That's taboo, but at the same time, yo, it's it's fair game. You know what I mean? So that's kind of part of the bit. Because that's even why, if you noticed, and I'm going to let you get to what you was getting ready to say, if you notice and look back at the video, Will began to laugh it off trying to stay in the character, stay in the moment or whatever. But it wasn't until he looked over and saw Jada's face. And when he saw her face... But he went rushing to the stage because at the end of the day, no real man is going to know that something is bothering your wife. Now, again, that's why I lean so heavily on the point that he knew ahead of time. Yo, I told you to back off because it had he just made a joke and it bothered Will it bothered Jada and they not had that discussion before. I think it wouldn't have had a dead same result. He would have been like, all right, move on. We're good, or he would have got Jada out of there to get to for her to get comfortable, or anything. But because now I've had this discussion with this man, this professional, this person who I've had some type of rapport with through years, and and we, I thought we were at a discussion, uh, at an, an agreement, and now you you gonna just basically spit in my face and got my wife up here upset. Nah, bro, let's go have a conversation on this real quick. So, um,
1: well, I, and what I was gonna say again is my. My only issue with the whole thing is now it's turned into the quote unquote alopecia joke, right? Where it simply was, she does resemble Demi more, and, and that like, so again, if if I'm in my comedian space or a comedian mind, quick jab, and, uh, it, and this is in, in a naive, naive comedian mindset that, I don't know anything about what you just disclosed on whatever red table talk or whatever like that. And it's not a quote unquote alopecia joke. It's simply a black woman with a short haircut joke or, you know what I'm saying? The same thing if somebody's bringing up a Sinead O'Connor or, or doing something like that. So, okay. When's G G. I Jane two coming out or or whatever like that. Bong, And he thought, and again, his general shot when he got slapped and when he said, it was I, I just said a G.I. Jane joke. Whenever he was bringing that up, that's what made me think like, hey, what if this guy didn't know about the, you know what I mean, about the health condition yeah. or whatever like that? Like, so it is what it is. I've got folliculitis. You know what I mean? So hey, I'm patchy out here. But <laughs> two things I do wanna say. Uh saw one tweet, it said, uh
0: if you take my joke, I'm gonna
1: be mad. Go ahead. First of all, it's not your joke. I sent it to you, but secondly, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. You can you can have that all you want, bruh. I, but I did. So that's the second joke of the day, or the second thing of the day that I sent to you, bruh. You can have that. The, what do you I saw which, You don't even was, know which
0: one I'm about to say. But go ahead. Uh,
1: you, you're gonna say it. But uh, the <laughs> one that uh, that I saw that made me chuckle as well is what would have really got everybody going is if when Will turned his back and started to walk away, if Chris said. Oh, well, I'm glad that this came in March and not in August.
0: You stole my joke, bro. That's the one I wanted to say, dog. You uh, suck, man. It was hilarious. Right, well, though. give
1: the other one. Give the. Give I don't the have another one. That dog. was the only
0: one. No. Give
1: the one that I gave you that you made a whole graphic about.
0: Oh, I forgot about that one. Exactly. <laughs> I already stole that one. I don't need to steal that one from you, bro. What do you want me to do? Uh, go ahead. You can do it. I don't want to do it.
1: Bro, yeah you yeah, might <laughs> I,
0: I have literally
1: now you know how it feels no nah, like. i didn't know that you was gonna say that bro. <laughs> see you see how it works i didn't know that you were gonna say
0: that that one was funny dog that dog <laughs> if he got that but, and I was, honestly the, if chris had said that it, that literally would have won like you just got slapped in your face and you caught an l but as he's walking off you'd be like if he's that mad in march i'm sure glad it is in august <laughs> or imagine i'd be in august Whew. yo yo they would they would have had to call
1: security <laughs> right now so I the second one would oh go ahead
0: i did see uh because they're they're listen social media has been dragging this thing but um i saw one that was talking about it and it was like see what you guys fail to realize is that d me more the original star of uh what was the movie uh G.I. Jane. the original star of gi jane she cheated on her husband with a much younger man and later left him and married ashton kutcher so the new sequel of the movie is now jada leaving will for a much younger man see he was messing with that man's mental and emotional side so- it's like yo you oh oh my gosh you guys be reaching there ain't it's no theorist way.
1: Theorist Twitter.
0: Listen, listen, Linda dog. I, and it's, I like, at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, whether he knew or not, whether he intended or not, whether he, it's done, bro. Like, I'm so ready for this to move on. Like you said, everybody, their mama and the auntie, been rocking with this thing on right. Facebook, Instagram. Are you Twitter, gonna close TikTok. with
1: the? Are you gonna close it out and, and end it with that joke?
0: Let's do that. I got you, and I'm. I'm gonna drop the graphic. If you got, if you don't follow me on my social, on my personal socials, I'll make sure to drop this on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Uh, not on the line because y'all hit me up on the line cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. But what does Chris Rock have on his face?
1: I don't know what
0: he has got. Fresh prints. Mm. <laughs> Hi, stars. Is there anything you want to highlight the people on the way out, man? <laughs>
1: Listen, man, y'all be easy. Y'all, you know what I mean? I did also. All right, the last thing that I do want to say on this is the graphic that I sent you with uh, the fist, fist slap, fist, fist slap, Nintendo Wii, Nintendo Wii, Chris, picture of Will, then the Chris picture, rock you. Oh, we We will, we will will rock rock you.
0: Listen, the only one funnier than that that I saw was the remix of Men in Black, where the slap was the, here comes the Uh, Men in Black,
1: and it was the actual slap. (laughs) All right, hold on. All right. And then I saw one that said, you know, um, now you're going to have all of the battle rappers and the rappers out there coming up with all of these Will Smith uh, references, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just let the audience chill. I might give it, I, I might give you, um, give you it to post up, but there was, there was a couple, there was a couple that I saw online, a couple bars or whatnot that I saw online that uh, it was just disrespectful, man. Let's just say
0: that. Listen, I ain't got nothing for him, man. We getting up out of here. We appreciate you tuning in with us this week to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. I am your man, Big Cliff. Uh, make sure you tune in on Instagram, Facebook, and check us out at Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, you can also jump on the Facebook group page, Carolina Sports Talk Talk Back. Until next week, peace. Anyway.